Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Babe. 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 I'm Lara. And I'm Ryan. And this is... Babe. Babe. Okay. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I love doing the Valley Cherish. I know. It's a really good sign. Hello, 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 hello. hello, hello. hello. <laughs> um, hi, and hi. welcome. Just to contextualize what we're up against today, Ryan has now invited an entire camera crew into his apartment that's filming us doing this podcast It's not episode. the first time I've done this, by the way. I mean, the- for, for Babe it is, but I've had, like, I've had other crews in here. <laughs> <laughs> I do shoots. <laughs> I do shoots. I do shoots. I'm known to do a shoot. Um, so we have an audience. <laughs> yeah. Which is um, exciting. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. Good. We're used to that now. I too love a camera. Yeah, you also have had photo shoots. I've had you a had photo York, shoot. I had New a New York, York Times, Times photo shoot. So, <laughs> so there goes the neighborhood. Forget. Yeah. I wonder if the neighbors are buzzing. Um, probably not. <laughs> no. <laughs> they don't they care. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah it's it gets better is filming ryan yeah for a little video guy yeah tbd if it gets better i think it does i think it does yeah it's gotten better yeah it's gotten for better. you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me uh, the verdict's still out oh come on you know it's getting better it's getting better yeah day by day i like that motto um what it's getting better yeah that's good yeah yeah you're just adding three letters in front of gets yeah oh, yeah getting <laughs> so um we have no guests today which i'm sure no guests love. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we really put ourselves out there on a guest journey and now we're reeling it back in but well, i know we're having more we're having more guests. well we're having more but yeah. like we let's not, not get ryan gets like really lit for a guest and i, I do i love a guest as well but i also like just the two of us i don't know because like when it's just the two of us it's just more work it's more social work for me like if we have a guest i can just be like asking them questions mm-hmm. and then kind of coast i like bit. that you categorize literally sitting down and talking into a microphone as work honestly it is like when <laughs> when when jonathan or someone came over and was like and did your podcast and was like i oh, know jonathan did and he was like it's actually really hard because you have to be on nonstop. Mm-hmm. it's true it's hard to be on for that like all you know what i mean i guess for some it's people not, not it hard. is it's not hard for me <laughs> I'm a natural. (laughs) Well, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Look at you. I'm a Um, professional. I came to play. There's a camera crew. I love it. It's tiring for me. Mm -hmm. Mama needs... You're spent. Mama needs to be recharged. I'm not going to let... Yeah, my my phone battery. My phone's low. I need to get recharged. So yeah, we will have more guests in the future, but it's not by any means like a regular thing. But it it will be like sort of regular. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see if guests want to come on. They do. They do. They do. But we want to make sure that like, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I'm, yeah, yeah. 
What? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> um. So listen, Ryan's I... been leaning into lots of diva behavior. What are you talking about? Well, first we have a camera crew, then we have your Grub Street drama, so which is deal. like a whole thing. Yesterday, I was like laying in bed listening to the new Snail Mail record, which is really good. It's not out yet. I which I don't know if you if you follow Ryan on Twitter, you can see his journey with snail mail. All my journeys start on Twitter. It's literally it being like really who, does. It's literally like who has the new snail mail snail mail record? God, that name is awful. Um, this is a band I've never heard of, and I see Ryan just tweeting up a storm. And then I came over to his apartment last night to watch American Crime Story, and he's like, ended. "I got the snail mail album." And I was like, "I don't understand like the significance of this. Like, I'm still in she's, the dark." She's this 19 year old gorgeous lesbian who just like makes really emotional indie rock it's Love. like kind of like rilo kiley for grown-ups okay and so you can live your emo truth while yes you to oh it. my god i was laying it was you, it, you lay in bed oh yeah it was you raining read, yesterday. I you light a all candle day. oh yeah and oh, you yeah. like think about the past yeah of course so yeah. i'm in ecstasy it makes me happy <laughs> like literally that's like my g-spot it's yeah. literally like ah uh, yeah yeah it's great it's like a prostate massager mm-hmm. so um Anyway, so I got the snail on my record. Oh, yeah. So then, okay, so I was laying in bed, and then all of a sudden I saw that my friend Gabe had posted that he had a Grub Street profile. Now, I have wanted a Grub Street What is Grub Street? So Grub Street is a website about food, and occasionally they'll do these food diaries, which they've been doing for years, where Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll, you know, pick someone of note and have them write down what they (laughs) ate for a week. I'm serious. I, I don't make the rules. I'm serious. So anywho. They'll pick an influencer, someone with great taste, someone of note. A celebrity, someone interesting, yes. and ask them what they ate for. What a week. do you eat? Now, I love reading about people's food journeys. Same, it's fascinating to me. I think it's like it's almost like watching porn. Mm-hmm. Like it's so taboo, and it's like putting like <laughs> what? It's not that taboo. I know, but like it's it's like a nice glimpse. It's like reading like someone's into the glass top shelf, yes. where you just get a little glimpse into their personal life. I love that shit, and it's like intimate, but at the same time not intimate at all. Yeah, and I liked Gabe's because he ate really yummy food and he drank, and I respond to that. You know what I mean? I feel like sometimes people are like i just eat some toast it's like kind of like some of them are not as good you've never eaten toast like that's never been your vibe no i've never eaten well, ryan is what toast. we would call a foodie he's become <laughs> don't say that you are it's embarrassing it's, that's you like should a, be embarrassed that's a, that's a derogatory it is term. i'm using the f word and yeah, i'm gonna say it you're a fucking foodie i am it's so sick it's disgusting i know i know i support it because i benefit from it <laughs> you do but you're a foodie too in a weird way i like food but i'm less of a foodie than you are like ryan's on the hot beat of the new <laughs> restaurant and like just tried the best cocktail and like is like really lit about it it's sick i know it's it's really where fil- do you go to learn about all the food eater. I go to eater. Yeah. yeah that's the place yeah it's fucking great i love eater yeah um anywho so then i was like oh my god i want my own grub street profile and then gabe was like lol I'll like intro you and then i'm just waiting i'm supposed to get an email today <laughs> i don't know he's on the edge of his seat but i wrote my own what if I they wrote, say no well no i think they're gonna say yes he because was like, he was like what's your email they're gonna email you love that so, I so you just write yes. it unless for they're them. gonna email me to say no i don't think they would email you to <laughs> no, say no no i think it's happening for you i think it's gonna happen i'm gonna have my own fucking grub street profile that is so chic like my own food diary so Babe, you that's ha- amazing okay so this morning i did a practice run <laughs> i went to the coffee shop and wrote oh a God. fake i mean not it's not fake it's real what Wait, i want you to read it kind of okay i'll read it okay. i'm like deeply <laughs> she's, concerned she's deeply trolled. yeah i just here put your password mm, in okay 
Because all it takes is like you start giving Ryan this kind of attention and it's going to create a true monster. <laughs> no, it's no, not. Jonathan, Jonathan and I both know this. What are you talking about? It's just like you're not very I'm gra- like, you're I'm not like, very grounded. I'm like Charlie's Theron and Monster. No, no. you're not very I'm Eileen, grounded. I'm Eileen Warnos. <laughs> <laughs> Feminist icon. Eileen. You need some grounding energy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Disclaimer, I don't cook, like, at all. So you won't be reading sentences like, I soak the lentils overnight and I put salt on everything. I'm sorry, I do. Okay, now that you've been warned about my defective lifestyle, let's go. Oh, it was a thrill to write Oh this. my God. Tuesday, March 21st. Every morning I wake up and go to my local coffee shop, <laughs> Mojo, for a latte, which I realize low-key is just a giant glass of milk. Then I'll stay and write for a few hours and go work out. Or I'll go to meetings, which is show business talk for meetings. Today I'm writing. I hate writing in coffee shops. That's not true, by the I way. I do. When, why do you go every single day to a coffee because shop? I don't you like don't working hate at home. It. No, I don't you like love working, working at, at coffee shops because you go to one every day to work. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> Everyone next to you is writing their spec about a girl who's a total hot mess. Law, will she ever get her life together and marry someone? JK, this movie is feminist. Oh, wait, we just got a note from the studio. It's not feminist anymore. And you're just like, honey, kill me. But I also can't work from home. So there you go. <laughs> can't. The existential I'm crisis. I'm being, I'm putting myself out there. During writing breaks, I'll look at Eater because I'm that bitch. I have dinner plans with Franz almost every night because I'm a Vivi social creature who likes to consume thousands of cows a night. <laughs> This night, I'm staying in, though, and using Postmates. Postmates, not avocado toast, is the reason why I don't own a house already. It's true. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) For lunch, I usually have something V-depressing from the coffee shop, like literally slices of chicken breasts or a wrap. It's bleak lively, but my diet is that I don't eat much during the day, and then I eat whatever I want for dinner. This is the worst (laughs) diet known to man. Don't follow it. It's true. It's a really bad diet. It's a bad diet. It's a horrible diet. Jonathan does it, too. You load up on calories, like, right before you yeah. lay down. No, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I eat a weird chicken curry salad thing for lunch and go work out. Then I count you eat right before you work out. No, actually, that is a lie. I never eat right before I work out. I just, like, got messed up with the timeline. <laughs> Two, <laughs> lies. Holes. Two lies. Two lies. <laughs> then I count down the minutes till I can have wine and watch Real Housewives of my dinner. My dinner, by the way, is a chicken sandwich from Crush Corn Grill, which is a not-chic L- chain L.A., not chic chain typo oh. in LA. It's bizarrely delicious. <laughs> Judith Reagan over here. <laughs> um, fresh corn grill is really good. It's really good. It's I'm partial weird. to the fresh corn grilled salad with either steak or chicken. Steak Grub is Street, good. if you're listening, <laughs> I have some things to say. Steak is really good. With yeah, steak is salad. really good on the it's, salad. Why is fresh salmon, corn grill really good? It's just good. It's good. It's a place that you don't it's want chic, to like, though. but. I don't, you don't go want to be in there. there. No, no. I, it's only an Uber Eats journey for yeah, me. Yeah, also, I love that you insist on Postmates, even though it's like crazy expensive. And Uber Eats basically has the same food as Postmates. That now. weirds me out. I don't like Uber Eats. I, Ryan is like my mother in that I asked him. He was like, "Let's order food," and I was like, "Okay, can we? You should order on Uber Eats though, because it's cheaper and like they we can get the same thing." And then he refused to download the it app. It took a lot for me to even he download just Postmates. Didn't I didn't like want change. to download it. And that's like a Linda Shane Hall's move where she just like can't download anything. I don't on like her phone. downloading things. Get I'm it away from me. Saying a prayer. <laughs> Grub Street, please don't do this to me. My whole life is going to be different. There's after more this. days. <laughs> Wednesday. I need like an Ativan or something. <laughs> no, you need an Adderall. No, I do need an Adderall. Yeah. 
when I can't even do it without my voice cracking. Hold on, go for it. Wednesday, wake up, have my giant glass of milk with espresso. Why do you eat lattes? That's really weird. Drink lattes, you yeah. mean? Um, I don't know. I'm not that evolved. It what, is a what's, giant. What's milk. my alternative? An Americano? Or an iced coffee. No, that's too many ca- that's too much caffeine. I can't take it. I'm fragile. Wake up, have my giant glass of milk with espresso, and go to a meeting at Hugo's, a health conch restaurant in West Hollywood that's either really delicious or really bad. That's true. That's true. I can't decide. I still can't decide. <laughs> I order the breakfast salad. You ordered the breakfast salad. Yeah, you're I know, annoying. I know. Which is like egg and lettuce. And again, I can't decide if it's really good or really bad. <laughs> then I meet my acting coach in Van Nuys. I'm taking acting classes twice a week because I'm starring as myself in a TV show. Like it gets worse, actually, <laughs> is what the title of this worse. podcast yeah, yeah. is uh-huh. going to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologies. No, it gets insufferable. It gets insufferable yeah. and it gets weird it gets and weird. it gets bad yeah, yeah, and it gets involved. difficult. We're all suffering. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep going, as keep it going. gets better for Ryan, it gets worse for, <laughs> for everyone, everyone around him. Him. yeah <laughs> i can't wait for my interview <laughs> let's okay. not discuss further <laughs> uh, i'm like about to start crying i'm yeah. already dry heaving at six my friend kaylin scoops me up and we go to a wine tasting at domain la aka the best wine shop in la <laughs> we drink some delicious fun flirty reds and i spy one of the chefs at john and Vinny's, and i debate asking her what do i have to do in order to get a table it's true. there you can't get a table there it's been open for like three years and you still can't get in can't get a table but I don't because I want to remain a non-psycho. It's true. Too late. <laughs> After the tasting, Kaylin and I go to Petit Trois, where I finally pull the trigger and order a Big Mac, which is a giant burger. It's delicious, but way too rich. And I leave feeling like a walking trans fat. Can you say trans fat anymore? Good one. <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> it's raining in LA and I immediately know I want to go to AOC and sit by the fucking fire and have the roast chicken. AOC is an LA institution and has the coziest vibes. They serve this roast chicken that's an ode to Zuni Cafe in SF, but babe, not to be drama, but I've been to Zuni and AOC's chicken is better. <laughs> so true. I make a res for me and my friend Brandon, who's like the one straight guy I allow myself to talk to in 2018. <laughs> true. And I spend the day in bed writing. For lunch, I have a wrap, which is depressing. Move along. Then I go to dinner and order a meat and cheese plate and three glasses of wine and the roast chicken comes and it tastes like a Nancy Myers movie and I am drunk and I am full and I am happy. Yes, there you go. That's, and that's it? a wrap. That's it. A three day? Well, I got tired. I had to go somewhere. <laughs> do you do a week? Or do a, a full slice. week. You do a full week. Oh, so this is just like an appetizer for the delusions <laughs> that are about to be unloaded on us. Yeah, I mean, I have to start from scratch. I mean, if the if the Grub Street guy, guys, I'm me. done. This yeah, podcast is tired. over. Well, okay, wait, but it's but, been a good run. No, we, a good, we did a good job. We, we did. I well, I just reached my. So listen. We, the end of well, the line. You're obsessed with food diaries too, by the way. I do love and a we food diary. Our favorite one that we've ever. There's two favorite there's two. food diaries. Oh, the Juliana Rancic one has been scrubbed. Have you noticed that? No, it's that? not. I can't find it's it. It's on the deep web and I found it. You did? Yes, babe. Oh, I'm a Google head. I can okay. Google anything. <laughs> okay, so there's two food diaries that we love. Courtney loves Grub Street, which is fantastic. Courtney loves Grub Street. Anything Courtney Love does. Oh. Court- Courtney Love is like a Tom Ford for me where like anything she does or says, I will listen to and read religiously. Like I'm obsessed with their lifestyle. Really? And yeah, absolutely. But I don't really care about Tom Ford. Well, that's your problem. Um... <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait. So Courtney Tom Ford's looked- major, he takes like five baths a day. Okay, fair enough. But he like I- told his kid he was like his shoes were ugly. Uh, 
love. Yeah, Tom Ford is every every interview he does is magical. That's true. Actually, he does give good sound bites. But he Courtney Love to bites. me is iconic, and she is a babe exclamation fucking point. Yeah, Courtney Love is Three. the ultimate babe. She's had experienced every babe on the babe <laughs> spectrum. Yeah. But then just, to their fullest, yeah. Yet remains a babe, which is like all we can ever hope for in yeah. this cruel, cruel world. So you do a really good Courtney impression. Well, I do a good Courtney singing impression, yeah, but do. I don't do a good What's voice. Singing one? Do it. Well, you do. I'm nervous do now. It, do a, the Buddhist the thing. Because because oh. Laura chanted. You know what? I've been once. chanting again. Actually, she's been chanting. Have you she... noticed a shift in my aura? <laughs> no, <this week? laughs> I haven't. <laughs> it's cloudy as always. <laughs> <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> Just my sacral chakra is blocked, not my entire aura. <laughs> Wait, so Laura used to chant with Courtney Love, which is uh, you, That's okay. You're making it what? sound like a lot more important than it was. Well, you did. I visited her abode a couple times to chant <laughs> Nami yeah. Mo Renge Kyo, and it was very memorable well, and friend, a true <laughs> moment in my life. Just do it. Just do her Nami. You, She's just like... Just do it. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. She's like... It's like she's like fully Courtney out. It's amazing. And like there's a moment because and I've talked about this on the pod before, but like when I was 13 and I would get in fights with my mom, I would just go in my room, turn on celebrity skin and like rip pages out of random books in my room and like throw them at the wall. Oh, totally. And like, just mine like live through this. I had that with live through this. Yeah. Live, mine live was, was angrier ang- angrier than um, it was, but I wasn't exposed. Like I had very limited exposure to music as like a young person because mm-hmm. I, my mom was like very strict with what I could listen to. It was like to. Amy Grant or bust. Yeah. It was like whatever those like Christian bands are yeah. like, Amy Grant, and then there was another one called like Grace or something like that. Was it like Jars of Clay? No, it wasn't Jars of Clay. I think it was like a foursome of girl. Anyways, Prussian Blue. No, it was not that. <laughs> but like the White Power Band. Somehow, Facebook. Celebrity Skin like slipped through, and that music video became like a total touchstone for mm, me because they had like a behind the yeah. video or making the video, yeah. and then it was like a whole thing. So yeah. it was my rage moment. And if you had told me at that age that like one day I would be in Courtney's house, like chanting and getting like spiritually aligned with you her, you would be like, I'm right on track. You no, know, I'd be like, yeah, yeah duh. duh. Anyways, yeah, fast like, forward. Anyways. <laughs> Get me out of here <laughs> <laughs> well what's funny about it is that every courtney love interview starts with the interviewer being so excited to interview her and then literally 10 hours later being like please let me go home like mm-hmm. she holds people hostage and she speaks in monologue like does no, she oh yeah like no one can get a word in which i'm obsessed with well if you're an interviewer isn't that what you want not really i'm calling bullshit on the uh, interviewers i'm here for courtney and courtney no, I'm here, alone. Well, courtney's the reason why we hiss too yeah because you showed me that video where she goes do it Probation. <laughs> <laughs> she gets sentenced to probation in court. And the judge is like, you're going to probation. And she goes, probation. <laughs> she does. It does not compute she for Courtney. Not She's not having it. She doesn't get probation. No. No. <sighs> God, I love her. Oh, wait, Okay. Read some samples of her food diary because her food diary is iconic. Okay. I love it. I went to a Courtney Love con- or a whole concert, like maybe the first year i lived in la do you think she knows she's being funny 
Um, no, so. and I think that that's why that's it why works. It's funny. Yeah. Okay. It's not intentional. It's just who she is, yeah, she which never... is funny. And I think she's yeah. in on the joke of it, but I don't think that she's trying to be funny. I agree. But yeah. I went to a whole concert with my best friend, Jenna, and then we ran into Diablo Cody there and I like fangirled out on oh, her. Oh, really? Made her like un- visibly uncomfortable. Oh, no. Well. <laughs> well, you know what? It was out of a nice place <laughs> for me. Okay. Here's Courtney Love's Grub Street. Courtney Love is hooked on chicken pot pie and pineapple upside down cake. <laughs> it's same. So Courtney goes, I'm not a foodie, Courtney Love tells Grub Street, but I am a foodie. And so begins the amazing and exasperating New York diet tell-all as Love weaves in and out of Fred Torres' gallery where her racy femme show, and she's not even pretty, is getting rave reviews. What? Subsisting on Dean and DeLuca takeout, daily cake deliveries, Same. gallons of lemon water, Same. and anything by Mario Batali, whom Love calls the only friend you really need. Uh- Ooh. Not anymore. Read on as love. Well. <laughs> read on as love takes less of a what I ate this week approach to her New York diet, and instead freely reflects on her body, refrigerator, <laughs> testosterone levels, and fucking Portlandia like mixology skills. Testosterone levels. You have this a, speaks she, to me. Yeah, Courtney and you both have high T. We do. Yeah. Oh my god, high T I mean, sisters. Duh. Yeah. Friday, still, still April. <laughs> oh my god, something else to connect on. <laughs> Friday, April 27th. This is all you need to know about me and food. Every day, my house manager, Hershey, who I stole from the Mercer Hotel with Andre Balazs' blessing, wake me up with a hot washcloth for my face, a leg rub, and a plate of toast soldiers. Then someone always gets chicken pot pie and potato salad from Didi. You know, Dean and DeLuca. If I can't afford Didi, I just don't eat. Same. One thing from living next to Paris Hilton in LA. She always had a fresh cake in her house. So I make sure someone gets a full, fresh new one every day, like marzipan. My house manager tries to put it in the fridge, but I don't like refrigeration. I know, so Portlandia of me. But I'm sorry, I'm from Portland. That's what I eat every day. And then I need sugar from 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. That's a crazy diet. That's a weird time to need sugar. She's very thin, too. She's very thin. So it's like... I'm confused. Me, too. Saturday, April 28th. Toast soldiers, washcloth, leg rub, DD, sugar. (laughs) I know Mario Batali well. Why bother knowing anyone else? Michael Stipe told me to talk to him artist to artist. Those clogs (laughs) built an empire, man. I took my soccer mom, lawyer, sister with Stipe and some people from U2 to Babo, and it changed the way she ate forever. It's like when a fat American woman goes to France and she realizes there's another way to eat. By the way, the only meal I've had that's better than Babo is Brooklyn Fair. It's all about Brooklyn Fair, dude. My whole 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. sugar thing is a problem. When I lived at the Mercer Hotel, they literally called an admin meeting on how to make the perfect warm sugar cookie for me in the middle of the night. Last night, I got into some Jenny's ice cream and Ugandan vanilla bean. I stopped doing dope in the 90s, but I've had to eat sweets at 4 or 5 a.m. ever since. How is she awake? Does she wake know. up to do that? Does she go to bed at, after that? I don't know. I have a lot of questions. I hate chocolate. Fuck chocolate. Kurt hated chocolate, too. That was one of the things we had in common. <laughs> chocolate makes it all too easy. Ooh, wow. Chocolate. Ooh, yum. Fuck that. It's sort of like how I don't love the Ramones. It's a flaw. Or I love Mr. Springsteen as a person. I'm just not a super fan. Everyone loves the boss, but that's chocolate for me. It's just like, no. <laughs> I'm all about the pineapple upside down cake and Google creme brulee circuit. I coined that shit. By the way, I think people who love pineapple upside down cake are unhinged people. I think it's good. Would I want it every day? No. That's weird. I would want a different. Is odd. What cake would you have if you could have a cake today? Like a chocolate malt cake, or I like I like um, 
I like a vanilla, just classic kind of birthday cake. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Funfetti cake at Ace Hotel is really good. Yeah. The Funfetti cake from Milk is pretty good. I got over that cake. You're over it. I'm over it. UOD. I'm all about um, Large Marge Cooks, their Chiro cake from LA. Oh, she. Yeah. Oh, didn't you have that for like a birthday party or something? No, I had a a strawberry vanilla chocolate cake, like a Neapolitan cake for Jonathan's birthday. Oh, okay. And it was much better than the milk birthday cake. Wow. Yeah, I know. Shots fired. I think I would have a red velvet cake. Ew, really? Just today. I think it's hard. I don't want the same cake every day. I think it's hard to pull off red velvet, and I think there's a lot of imitations out there. True. You heard it here first from a (laughs) noted foodie, Ryan (laughs) O'Connell. You know, sprinkles cupcakes. I still stand for them. Yeah, them they're del- fucking we got delicious. Them delivered to the writers room one day, and I was so trolled because I was like, "Ew, these are trash." They're had, not. Then I had one. And I was like, "These are delicious." I went to the Midnight Sun premiere, uh, babe, honey, and they scary. were having they were serving sprinkles cupcakes at the I after like, party. I feel like, oh, really? Did you have one? Uh, yeah. Did Bella Thorne have one? I don't think so. I don't know. I didn't see what she ate. Every rose has. Its I think thorn. she was busier, just like saying hi to people. And I was also she, did she look okay? She, I think she's calmed down. I don't know. Oh. She looked fragile. Well, she always. Is. I met. I met her. I elbowed my way about? in to where she was. I I needed a face to face. We follow each other on Twitter. She follows you on Twitter. Yeah. Lol. Grub Street, are you listening? I'm ready. <laughs> I would love to know Bella Thorne's food diary. Mm, I'm sure she eats a lot. She smokes a ton of weed. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know, but she's very thin. Anyways. So I like elbowed my way into where she was standing and then I just had a moment with her. I was like, I love everything you do. I uh, love your rap video that you uh, put out. I'm so excited for your future raps. Good. And I was like, she was like, which video? And uh, I was like, the one where you're like, boop, boop, bitch, I'm Bella Thorne. I put it on my yeah. Instagram and she was like, oh, that was a feature on like, st-. and I was like, uh, and then it kind of got awkward. Oh my God. Because then she was exposing me for not a true stan. Yeah. And then I was like, I had to switch gears really fast to maintain the relationship. So I was like, actually, I just need to say something to you, which is that you're an amazing actress, which is true. I fully believe I that. I think it is She's too. a great actress. I think that the more unstoppable you are, the more access you have to emotionally damaged characters. I said, you're an amazing actress. I love your acting work. It's very important. And uh, very, important? Yeah, I don't know about very that. very raw. And uh, I, you raw. need to keep it up. Okay. You need to keep going. I love Do how much, not give up on that. And I like... Say? She was like, touch. She was like, oh my God, thank you. And then hugged me. Did and she then we hugged. for a kiss? No, I wish, no. but no. Then we hugged. And then I was like, maybe I am a lesbian again. And oh then God. walked away. Don't get started. But on we had a moment. Again. Ryan. Ryan does not. We're going to bring this we're up gonna again. We're going to bring it It gets better. Yeah. You should talk about this in your It Gets Better interview about how you're a lesbian. I will. And I'm not a lesbian. I'm bisexual. Ryan hates this. You're- this is a it gets worse look for you <laughs> to be hating on a bisexual right I, during your shoot. I believe in bisexuality. I just don't believe in your bisexuality. But what does it take? I've literally had sex with a woman. Yeah. Same. I and mean- we dated. You have not. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan just wants to be the only LGBTQIA person in this podcast partnership. And I'm here to tell him the jig's up. There's two of us. Representation is what matters most. Um, Listen, Jonathan interviewed Bella Thorne for Out Magazine once and Mm -hmm. said she was 
totally insane, but in a good way. But like he went over to her house, which is like this dilapidated mansion in Sherman Oaks that he said had like no furniture in it. And that there were just like mattresses on the ground and they all slept on like mattresses, like her, her boyfriend, and her sister, which is like kind of dark. And her sister kept rolling her joints like constantly. Yeah. She's um, very into weed. She's 420 friendly. She's trying to get like, she was trying to get like a teepee built so they could all live in the teepee in the mansion. Yeah. I mean, that's like some drug shit. I just think that's like you're 20 years old. You have a ton of money, and well, you're like what I respect about her is that she still goes to work. Like the thing that's weird about her is that she's partying nonstop, but she like is always working. So yeah. I think that if you can still juggle that, like Lindsay Lohan couldn't do that. No, she, she couldn't, couldn't show do, up. Literally, she like had her first sip of alcohol and she called in like late to set the next day. Like, yeah. Literally, she could not function. Yeah. Um. So I like Bella kind of. I mean, she's burning the candle at both ends, but I think it's like work through it. Yeah. Like work through it. And then hopefully she'll get to a point where it's not like addiction and she just grows out of it. Yeah. You know, we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Anything could happen. I'm here for her career in all its forms, but I'm very here for her acting career. Yeah. And I want for her to be like a very glamorous big breakout role, though. I don't know. She hasn't had her full trip. And also, isn't she starring with that douchebag Patrick Schwarzenegger? Yeah. So why, do you, why is he a douche? He just seems douchey. I follow him on Instagram. Here's a deal. There's a whole crop of like hot sons of like 90s action stars on mm-hmm. Instagram that I, I follow them all. I'm literally, I need to go to jail. Like, yeah. I'm like It's like pedophilia or something. Because they're like 19, I think. Well, that 20. wouldn't be pedophilia. Yeah, you're right. But basically, it's Patrick. It's this guy, Johnny Lowe, who's Rob Lowe's son. Oh, he literally is looks he hot? Like, he looks like he's four foot 11, but he's hot. Love. And like, TBD, I love a hot shorty. They're all Republican, I think. Like TBH. Like they kind of are. Um, and they're all just like moneyed and just like, I don't know. You just know that they're like dark as fuck. Oh, and then there's Bo Swayze, Patrick Swayze's son. Whoa. And they all hang out together. Like Bo, Johnny, Patrick. Yeah. They're all just like, Hey, our dads were iconic. And then I like, it's just like, that's I mean, who moment. else would they hang out with? <laughs> honestly. Come on. But they're all really hot. Well, you know, what's crazy is so at the premiere was Patrick Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver was there. Oh, iconic. I love Maria. What is okay? Why does everyone love her so much? Because she's just because she's great. like a Kennedy. And she's a Kennedy and she's a Democrat. I like her. I stand for her. Okay, cool. She's smart. All right. Do you and not then, like, care about her? I mean, I don't care one way or the other. Okay. I'm like no shade, but just like who are you? Mm-hmm. So, um, sounds like you just. If someone wants to explain to me why I should care, I'm really open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ambivalent. Change my mind. Fair enough. And Justin Bieber was there because uh, he's like BFF with Patrick. Oh, I know. They and are he really sat close. in front of me at Justin the premiere. Did? Yeah. What is and Justin's he was with his now? pastor, this like no, weird pastor. He's a Chad. Diehard Christian now. He's yeah. diehard. No, all like, so their diehard. whole family is like friends with this pastor who's like a hipster, like uh-huh. wears like Terry Dark. Richardson nope. glasses and nope. like tattered nope. jean jacket. So Pastor pass. Chad was there and yeah. Bieber was like really being disruptive like he was like whooping way? it up during the movie like at one point stood up he was like no. yelling he's like patrick you're so hot like it was like no. someone that can't have the attention, attention off of him yeah. for even a second the lights go down he's like wait no one's looking at me i'm confused. yeah like, what do i do what, it was do I so function? performative and i thought for sure that pastor chad would like having a pastor n- next to you would like kind of temper do you think the pastor and justin are fucking mm, no no Okay, I think that. that's a you. I think that's book. a you fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Though I'm not. I love. I would love it if they were. I think it would be good. Yeah, he shows him the body of Christ. But it was like 
his like bad behavior was encouraged That's by the weird. pastor, which struck me as odd. Well, it's just entitlement. It's yeah, just, like it's just a, an asshole. I mean, the way he developed. I was love like right a cool, a cool pastor. And by love, you mean gross. Well, yeah, it's like because I grew up in like I a Southern Baptist church, and like our pastor was like kind of a balding older man that like screamed and got red in the face <laughs> and like kind of spit when he like preached right. and i was just really confused by the whole thing i was like why is he so angry and, and then i just like went to sleep jeans and like listen to the shins and they're like cool. yeah now they're like i'm not like other pastors i'm a cool pastor <laughs> yeah i think that's gross like and also to be a pastor than... that's like friends with celebrities like i don't trust no of course not but what do you trust about religion period i don't trust anything i don't trust a lot of things about religion yeah which has been difficult in like my own spiritual journey because it's like well because i want i have like i have like a deep desire to have something to like tether me or something to believe in and that's why like buddhism has worked for me so far because Mm -hmm. it like i do agree with a lot of the elements of it but it's also like i'm very like tbd on religion or i like get really prickly well, to about me, they're that kind separate. of stuff religion and spirituality i don't think you need to be religious to be spiritual right yeah i guess not i don't know it leaves a really sour taste in my mouth what's your spirituality there's none spirituality mm, i don't think i'm not an atheist i, yeah. be- I believe in ghosts <laughs> <laughs> i'm serious what i do you know jonathan doesn't believe in ghosts i think that's stupid i think that anyone who doesn't believe in ghosts is a fool have you ever had a ghost experience? No, but I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't tell the ghost that. I'm like, and so you've never had a ghost experience. Well, there was this one time. I knew there had to be something. There's always one time. What happened? I don't know. It's like hard to talk about. Well, basically, <laughs> when I was a freshman in college, mm-hmm. I like was just sleeping. And then I like, woke up one night. I was jolted awake. And then I... Th- thought i saw like a woman was standing over my bed from like the 1950s and i put on my glasses because i thought i was just seeing things but she was still there and then i had to move into my um friend's dorm for the la- it was like, the last week of school and i just slept in her house at, at, at her place every night did you tell the ghost lady to go away no she just like went away then like disappeared or walked away disappeared when i moved into my first apartment in santa monica i woke up in the middle of the night one night and there was an old man ghost in my room staring really? at me yeah and then I hid under the covers. I said, please leave. You're not welcome here. Which is, I think, what you're supposed to I think say. you're supposed to say that, yeah. Yeah. And they then don't he always left. listen. They're supposed to, like, it's ghost law that they have to listen. <laughs> I didn't know that ghosts had their own law. That's, like, classic ghost knowledge is that you just ask them, you say, like, I respect you, but you're not welcome here. Please leave. <laughs> and just respectfully. And then they have, ghost law says they have to respect it. Okay, great. I want to know if the readers have ghost stories. Oh my god, I know. Because I want you to know either, I believe you. Yeah, I like, believe you. I definitely believe in like spirits and energy. Do you believe in mediums? Yeah. But I think there's so many phony balonies out there that it really mars it. Yeah. Me. Like Tyler Henry. Uh, that twink. Honey. I was like, honey, I think I see a dick in my future. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what does my crystal ball say? He like meets with people that he can easily Google oh, and figure babe, out what happens babe, to them. The whole thing is so he's such a charlatan. It's insane. Like literally his whole thing is, oh, I'm from like, I'm from a place that I can't even, what I'm, I can't even know how to talk like him. Um, I'm just from a place where there's, I don't know any, no Google. I don't, I don't go on things. I don't know what things are. And you're like, you have your own TV show. Do you know how much work that takes? Like, do you know how much that work that takes to actually get a TV show on E? Yeah. Honey, you know everything. You don't just plop 
into E's lap and be like, mm, what is this? And then they fucking get a camera crew and film you. No. Like, honey, you had a stage mom or you're a stage mom. Like, something had to happen mm-hmm. for you to get that TV show. And then, oh my God, don't even start on Tyler Henry because he's so stupid. Like, he did Carol Radzowell's reading. And, like, I was like, okay, Carol's like a cynic. She's smart. She'll, like, totally not take a shit. And then, sure enough, she, like, fell to pieces, even though he said nothing. He was like, and then he was like, oh, like, Something's coming through. It's your friend. Her name is Carolyn. Yeah, Carolyn Bissett Kennedy, you fucking moron. Everything he says is Googleable. Everything that he tells them, as like I could tell you. Yeah. Like I, I would have to like meet with him in person to see if I really believe anything he says or not, or like believe his vibe. Sometimes in ways that are weird. Like, like he gets yeah, like sweaty when him, he's channeling. He starts, he starts pouring down, like sweat starts pouring down his face. But that could be like a trick with the camera. Like he could get applied sweat. You know, I don't. I just don't believe him for one second. Yeah, I'm very like on the fence about on the tea hens. Yeah, honey. You know, I'm not going to judge it until I've had my turn. So, so you, e, some people e need e Grub listening? Street for validation. Other people need a medium on E. <laughs> but it's just like, the whole. But you don't believe in like psychics and stuff. No, I do. I do. I think that there's just a mo- like. Oh, please, the one from Ojai who was basically drunk during our reading. No, I didn't believe her. Yeah. Well, nothing she said to me has come true. No, yet. nothing. She was like. You'll be able to get a car. And I was like, cool. Meanwhile, my car like broke down in the time that I've seen her. It's like currently sitting in front of our apartment. I was like, well, I sat down. I sat down. She's amazing. She sounds like a, like she's She's drunk, but maybe she's just like drunk on spirits. Yeah. Spirits like alcohol. Yeah. True. (laughs) She like chain smokes in between her appointments and like sits and waits. And then you go into this little room and she like calls her angels out while she like shuffles tarot cards. And then she's like, you recently went through a breakup. And I was like, yeah, I did. She's, oh no. She goes, are you mourning the loss of a relationship? And I was like, I am. Oh my God. Yes. And she goes, well, you know, he's manipulative, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I didn't think of that. But now that you mention it, he very That's much like the headline with him was manipulative. That's the headline. That's well, not- sometimes you just need a psychic to tell you your ex boyfriend is manipulative. Did she say she said I always get like really positive affirmations from her whenever I've seen her. Like she's like your angels are so happy they're applauding you. Like keep doing what you're doing. And then like a month later, I had like a depressive break from reality and like almost like <laughs> lost my mind and became like semi suicidal and had to yeah. get on depression medication. So I was like, did the angels love that or what? <laughs> what did the angels think the of angels that? We're eating at Arby's when that happened. Yeah. The angels were taking a vacay. <laughs> the angels went to P town yeah. and they were at a circuit party. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we things happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now, I mean, I feel like the angels are happy now. Sure, yeah. No, I think they are. Yeah. But I also think that you just control your own destiny to a yeah. certain extent. Yeah. Well, I do. I, it's a weird thing of like fate. And I don't know. It's a, a mix for me. Well, I believe in like... Some things are like fated to happen. Some things feel like truly like destiny in a corny way. I think I'm a big subscriber to like cause and effect. So if you put work into something and you like channel your energy and make it your like mission to accomplish something, like you will accomplish it. Right. Or something will happen. Like you will start on a journey that leads you to the place you want to be eventually. Yeah. But it might not happen the way you thought, but like something will happen better than not doing anything. Well, that's the thing, but it's this weird thing of like the frustrating thing is that you can show up for yourself every day and do the work that you need to do and whatever. But there's also just a weird factor of luck that is really like, it's luck. You can't do anything about that either. You have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that part is hard and frustrating. 
Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason as to why things happen easier for some people than others. I mean, like just in their careers. Yeah. Some people live more charmed lives. That's true. That is just what it happens. I mean, what are you going to do? I don't know. Change your karma and change your destiny. You just like take stock of like what you're bringing to the table that might be like blocking you from getting to where you need to be. It sounds tiring. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. (laughs) (laughs) I think my karma is pretty good. Your karma is really good, I would say. Yeah, I think it's good. I think you've got it. I'm not worried about your karma. Okay. Mr. Grub Street. Uh I know. So what are you doing for the second two days? What are you talking about? Like your other well, day. That's not, I'm not going to put that on my Grub Street. Oh. Because readers are listening. Like they know. Oh, so yeah. your Grub Street's going to be that totally different. practice run. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to start from scratch. So like, like this week, are you going to go and like well, try I'm, and I'm eat? waiting for the email. I don't know how it works. I'm waiting for my email. <laughs> 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 and then I'll proceed however they want me to you know i'm shaken and stirred by this like turn of events i'm just so thrilled to be honest i'm just really happy yeah it's like weird how you can just be like i want something and then you can get it (laughs) yeah that's what i was saying you put your energy towards something well no you just tweet at someone be like give me a grub street profile and then it happens let's um so wait we didn't finish courtney's but i don't need to finish because i think you should just google it oh she talks about being 152 pounds oh wait oh and your her testosterone level wait wait, yeah go up go up let's get to the testosterone you need to know that she has the same levels as you oh my god this is amazing. This is kind of incredible. Sometimes I forget to eat. Right now I'm 125 pounds and 5 foot 11 inches, but my rock weight was 160. I think I'm a sexy beast at 160, but Gwyneth is the one who told me that if you want to act, and I do want to get back into acting, you are your own advertisement. Uh, True. Lol. Actually, when I was 192 pounds what? in that Vogue shoot where they had to cut the dress open for me to get into it, I thought I was hot then. But here's why. My testosterone level is 358, <laughs> which is crazy because I don't have a beard, no acne, and I'm not a lesbian. You know that fat chick with zits who thinks she can steal your boyfriend because she believes she's actually hot? That's her testosterone talking. <laughs> but I also have more estrogen than normal. So doctors expect me to have a beard and these massive Dolly Parton tits. I'm explaining this to help understand why maybe my diet is odd. Sure. They're connected. I once lost a ton of weight from a fish sticks and lemon water diet. That's how I started my own band. I had to lose all that weight first, apparently. Anyway, I love lemon water. It's the key to life. <laughs> Agree. She's iconic. Okay. Oh, you found... Okay. The, yeah, uh, I found Julia's. I'm, we have Juliana's. What? I'm not like... So one of the biggest like babe things for me in my life is like that I think I'm chronically dehydrated. Like I, I, well, yeah, you are absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, You like don't, you refuse to drink water. I do drink water. You never drink water. I've seen you drink four cups of water in our entire friendship. That's such a lie. You drink water at like a restaurant. Yeah. But like, I, like I have to really make myself drink water and then some days it's just i cannot it's like i have some sort of block i think you know i was saying on the last episode so i was like researching sacral chakras because you know the healer tolliver told me that my sacral chakra was blocked 
and it's related to water and like it's all kind of connected i think water right. fluidity sexuality because that's like what that chakra so what is it, what are you talking about so i'm saying that like what is this bizarre story about water what is this i'm saying that it's like you have to drink water <laughs> to unlock that chakra like that's there's a connection there okay well then go drink water i am okay why don't you drink water i will well <laughs> no it's so boring it is and that's why lemon water is good but like I know. Gotta, I or like a spa, spa water, water. Yeah, but that takes time. Yeah. You got like muddle stuff. You just throw it in. <laughs> throw it into the mix. <laughs> I love lemon water. When I was like in high school, I'd make my own little lemon water. Oh. <laughs> really? Yeah. How? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Okay, let's read Juliana Rancic's thing. Okay. It's really bone chilly. Because she's anorexic. I mean, obviously. This is like too long. I know. Let's just read certain parts. We'll read her morning routine and then you'll have an idea which, of way, how much she her eats, which is, is not- that she's been awake for seven hours and she still hasn't eaten a solid food, solid food. Okay. She goes, wake up. I wake up at 4.35 a.m. and I'm at the gym by 5 a.m. So I don't have enough time to eat and digest before I get on the treadmill. Therefore, since I don't drink coffee, I drink a tea called yerba mate. I boil a pot of it at night and then put it in a tall glass or pitcher and let it cool down in the fridge overnight. In the morning, I start drinking it right when I wake up so that I have energy by the time I get to the gym. Yerba mate can be found online or at grocery stores, and most brands are good. I love it because it is a natural source of great energy. Natural. Perfect for before a workout. The crazy thing about someone who can like drink tea... Anytime I've drank tea on an empty stomach, I barf. Really? Yeah. And if I chugged a thing of yerba mate before I got on a treadmill, I would completely 100% barf. But her body's probably like sustenance, something. And the older you get, I think the more you're prone to barfing. Because like recently, every time I've gone to like a workout class and involves like heavy treadmill use, I've had to take a barf break. You barf? Yes. Are you kidding? It's like too much for me. It might be like an antidepressant medication thing, or I don't know. It's like from I, ever since I started antidepressants, I like am more prone to barfing when a, there's a treadmill in my life. I, I find it odd that all the side effects of antidepressants are things that are likely to make you depressed. <laughs> all right. Breakfast. After my workout, I head to my 6.30 morning meeting and I drink a 16-ounce bottle of water still with no lemon food, in it and a pinch of cayenne Still no pepper. food. This is a great way to wake up your body and get it ready for the food you will soon put soon. into it. Soon. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. <laughs> I, sip, for five hours. I sip my hot green or oolong tea from T- Dr. T's garden. He's on Melrose Boulevard at a place called Tea Garden. And before my wedding, he had me drinking various slimming teas like oolong and another he made for me called Tea Kwan Young Oolong. I believe Dr. <laughs> T is moving location, so I'm going to start ordering from his website. <laughs> I drink two to three cups a day. I've gotten a few people at work on tea instead of coffee, and they love it. Coffee can actually hold on to fat, hold whereas on. green no, and oolong get it off, tea get it off. Don't hold on. flushes fat out. Love that. At this time, <laughs> I'm also open it. I also open up a bottle of GT's kombucha and citrus or gingerade flavor. I'm also loving the gingerberry flavor, which tastes like the best of three. I sip this throughout the day because it's very good for you and it totally helps with hunger cravings. Uh, like, so, so by just, she's not, for four it's like hours, it's just tea just and kombucha. Tea. Yeah. She, and she doesn't like hunger cravings. If her body tells her she's hungry, that's watered away. It's really too much. Yeah. At about 7.15 a.m., I have an organic grapefruit. Uh, and by the way, she's been awake for two and a half hours? Three. Three? Yeah. This is an amazing fruit that helps keep you regular and also helps flush out fat. <laughs> 
I also have an either an egg white omelet with veggies and herbs. I like to add things like spinach, always, mushrooms, asparagus, broccoli, onions, cilantro, herbs, and tomatoes, sometimes a little grilled chicken breast or turkey breast. I alternate veggies depending on what I'm in the mood for, but I always add spinach. So good for you. And I always say no butter, no oil. Instead, tell them to cook it in a light mist of Pam cooking spray. Disgusting. That is disgusting. Wait, tell them we should get spray. Oh, yeah. She goes, tell them you're allergic to butter so that they don't slip it in there like a lot of places do. Paranoia. If they don't have Pam spray, then tell them to use just a drop or two of oil. If you don't like omelets, you can also do the same ingredients in a scramble or a frittata. Once again, Pam spray and a drop of oil. No butter. <laughs> she, Juliana fucking lit. is anorexic. Yeah, she's, <laughs> How would you give an, an interview also, like paranoia. this? Paranoia. The paranoia. Well, you're I love so also delusional. going to like a restaurant and being like, do you have any Pam spray? <laughs> like that is psychotic behavior. No, I hate That's that. That's babe. I, that is a total babe behavior. Yeah. It was a, she's, I was what like kind deeply of worried. weird food behaviors do you have that would be considered babe? I'm like really, I'm really into peanut butter and I can't have it in the house because I will eat it with a spoon out of the jar and I'll just go and go and go till it's gone. It's so like how long does it take for you to go through an entire jar? Like four or five days. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Is well, it? I mean, I'm not going to just... I get it down to like maybe the last like thing and then I'll just sit on the couch and eat it like ice cream. It's like, it's, it's disgusting. Crazy it's crazy how good it is. It's crazy how good so it is. It's so bad for you. But it's like the peanut butter I like is like skippy, creamy peanut butter. Yeah, no, you want like the garbage. I candy. want like the most like garbage. Candy. Yeah. And it's so delicious to me. Yeah, I'm like, my mouth is watering kind, right now. You're like, no. No. It's like drippy and like, yeah, no. Give me skippy or give me death. <laughs> What are your, I mean, I know what your weird food habits are. I just don't eat that much during the day. Yeah, we talked about that. You don't, but did you, o- but were you always like that? No. You, that was new. When I lost my weight. When you moved, to, when you gained weight and you got to LA and then you had a crisis of humanity and decided to like frantically lose all the weight. Right. That's when this started. Yeah. I just didn't eat during the day. It's called intermittent fasting. That's not what it's called. It, that's not. It's that makes it sound like you're intentionally like on this diet, and you're not. You're just like you just want to eat whatever you want, but you know, in order to do that, you can only eat it once a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right. I would. I would. It that's would be, not called intermittent be, fasting. That's being a practiced honey hog. It would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a honey hog. You are a Jonathan's honey hog. A honey hog too, though. You're both two honey hogs. We Neither of you are. cook. No. Neither of you are really trying to learn. No. <laughs> Jonathan's not. And you bleed money out on Postmates. Yeah. Or Erewhon. Yeah. Yeah. Or dinners. Yeah. Well, yeah. like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. next question. I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like to eat what I like at night, but you're right. It would be a lot better because I go to, I go to dinner on such an insane level of hunger. I'm literally just like gnawing at the walls. And then I go totally chili con carne Wilson and I order like everything. Okay. Yeah. You don't have like a breakfast moment. Never, never, never. I do like, I eat like three times a day. I would say sometimes only two because I'll do like a very late lunch and then that becomes my dinner. I don't like that. Well, I'm like, if I'm not hungry, I'm not going to eat. You know what I mean? I have that. I have a problem. I like, I'll, I'll like be like, wait, I want more. I don't know. I feel like I have like Benji Cohan, like, abilities yeah you know what i mean you are a binger that's why i don't have food at the house mm-hmm. do you know what i mean i think, you'll jo- just I think jonathan's bingy cohan too yeah that's probably why you guys are together because <laughs> we binge just you have the same food patterns but yeah it's i don't know food is like such a weird thing 
Yeah, it's complicado. Like everyone has their own. What's food. weird though is like I feel like I feel like I feel like I sound like I have a complicated relationship with food, but I don't. Well, no, because you just live, laugh, love with whatever food you want, but yeah. you do it in like according to like your schedule. Yeah, you're not like you don't have like dietary restrictions. No, except when you were crazy anorexic dieting, and then you would not eat anything eat except for chicken. I would and vegetables. force feed you. I would get desserts, and then I would force feed you them, so you'd eat them. Yeah. That was insane. Mm-hmm. I got an ice cream sandwich from Carmela's, and I came home and I had one bite, and I was like, "Yum, this is delicious." You have to try Laura. And you were like, okay, great. And then you had a bite. And I was like, have another bite. And you're like, okay. And then you had another bite. And I was like, eat the rest. <laughs> yeah, Ryan got into a crazy period. that I didn't love that when we were living <laughs> together and you were like that. That was weird. I, was I understood like, why you needed to do it. And I felt for you. I did. But I hated it. I was I was like a little waddler. Little orphan Annie. <laughs> Rexic. <laughs> <laughs> little orphan Annie Rexic. That's a good one. That is a good one. I like that. When I was little, I used to get really obsessive about food. Like I would get, like I would find something I loved and then just like go ham with it. So yeah. like one, and I would eat it to the point where I would throw up, like make myself sick. Like That's I did weird. it. I did it with pistachios. That's oh weird pistachios. Who craves pistachios? I did. I just Who had a very advanced. You vomit? Did you eat, like, an advanced palate? That's. I loved pistachios. Ate it until I literally puked, and then I did it once with bacon. That's gross. Yeah, it was just a How thing. Twenty one. <laughs> no, I was like, I was young. I was like five or something. That's odd. My my grandmother would always take me out to eat, and she would say without fail, like ever since I was little, anytime I've gone out to eat, I always just want automatically the most expensive oh, thing that's on the me menu. Too. I've never not been like that. Yeah, she'd be like, here, here, watch what Lara picks, and then I'd be like. I want shrimp fettuccine and it's like $17.99 in Oklahoma. That's a lot. It is. Yeah. Honey, you got expensive taste. I know. I'm born this way. (laughs) Do we have emails? We do have emails. I feel like we've lost a lot of readers with the foodie talk. Oh, with the food talk? Yeah. 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 I'm like, they're like, please rewind and tell that story about water again. Uh, They're (laughs) like, it's weird because I feel like normally we get pretty deep. They're like, wait a second. This is a story about water. Hold on. Rewind it. Rewind like it. sometimes we have like deep talks on here and today has been <laughs> sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't always talk about it. So anxiety. let's get to the reader mail. Okay. Dear Lara and Ryan, I'm a 26-year-old medical student currently coming to the realization that I'm terrible at making friends, apparently. Okay. I don't know why I didn't realize this until now, but being surrounded by a bunch of high-strung, mostly 22-year-old first-year medical students is really testing my ability to live, laugh, love freely day to day. I have three best friends from college, and I guess I assume this was enough? I find myself not quite fitting in with my peers, so I mostly take off weekends to visit my boyfriend where I can loll freely and live my truth. Did either of you experience difficulty making new friends in your mid-20s? Is it babe of me to not be trying my hardest to make really close friends and just to get through these four years as quick as possible with minimal interaction? I don't want to assume there's no lollers in my class who would be fun to get close with, but that's sort of what I think. Anyways, love the pod. I have a lot of thoughts about this. It took me until I was like 28 to find like my real frond group. Or mm-hmm. like... Or- Everyone that was in my life like deserved to be there. I had a lot of fillers. Yeah. I had a lot of injections. Yeah. <laughs> friendship injections. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took me a while to cut the fat. I also, when I was younger, I didn't really know who I was. So I kind of like let people tell me for me kind of mm-hmm. a little bit. Like I was friends with like people that were not the right fit, but I also just like wasn't, I didn't have enough self-esteem or I wasn't just, 
or I was, I don't know. I, I feel like, okay, basically I think it can be summed up as this. When I was younger, I would rather be with someone who didn't get it rather than be alone. And then when I got older and more comfortable with my skin, I would rather be alone than be with someone who didn't get it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause I don't like the social work. I don't like doing social work. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like to me, no heavy lifting. If someone can't lull, if someone's not on the same lull length mm-hmm. and they can't carry the conversation, then You're out. I'm going to bed and I have no nonsense for that. And I think that it's, I think that it's a reaction out of being with so many gnawlers. I was friends with like gnawlers. So how did you it. make friends though? What was your like? Oh, I have no problem making friends. <laughs> I'm social. Yeah. I'm extremely social. Mm-hmm. Um, and so making friends was never hard for me. Although mm-hmm. mid 20s, it was hard. I had a lot of like friends that were scattered. I didn't have one group. I still don't really have one group. Yeah. But they were really scattered and I never really saw anyone. I had a kind of a lonely mid 20s experience in New York. Same. Yeah. I had like when I, so I moved to Chicago for college when I was 21. And I transferred in as a sophomore to Columbia College there. And I didn't want to live in dorms and I moved into an apartment. And I knew one person that lived in the city. It was like a guy friend of mine from boarding school. Mm -hmm. And then I just didn't know anyone. And I didn't really know how to meet people because, and it was hard because I was a school. Well, yeah, but I was like, I went to like the registration day or like orientation. And it was like, everyone that had been there was there from like, they met in freshman year. So I was coming in as like a newbie and I truly just like, didn't know how to like, go up to people and like sit down and be like hey so i just kind of like milled around and then i just like went back to my apartment and i spent like the first maybe like five or six months like mostly in my apartment like making grilled cheese and tomato soup and like watching a shit ton of tv and it was like very it was really lonely yeah and it was like because it's just it's hard and especially like i mean i had like classmates and stuff but it just wasn't the same and then, so then i how did you cl- like click into a group to me it's like one person is all you need to meet because they become a gateway and they introduce you to more people yeah i feel like that's sort of all i had a know. friend that was like a friend of mine from oklahoma city that had randomly like dated like a distant cousin of mine of mine and he and i became like drinking buddies so okay. it, at first i was like oh my god a friend but then it kind of was like not so great because all we would do is just drink like screwdrivers and get oh like blasted and like joke about Yikes. killing ourselves oh, and well, like there you go it was not like it wasn't like we were branching out and trying to really support each other right. it was just like let's get fucked up and be depressed together which yeah. sometimes can help feel less lonely but ultimately is like your journey is not like really getting better so to speak and then i i i linked in with like a group of my guy friend and his friends not the one i was like drinking screwdrivers with but the one i had known i met like a one of my girlfriends through him and then we kind of like i merged into the friend group but it took a long time before i felt like oh my god i have a group of friends and kind of around the time that i was like clicked in and was like sick i have like an amazing friend group I was leaving and moving to Los Angeles. Oh, wow. And so it takes time. It takes time. It took time. So I lived in Chicago for three years. And then that last like year, things really came together socially. And then I had to go. But then that experience actually really helped me because when I moved to LA, I did not feel like I didn't feel like trolled by not knowing that many people. Like I knew like two or three people. And then I was just like, it's chill. And like, I mean, also, you're less trolled by, like, weather elements here than you are in a place like Chicago, where it gets, like, dark and freezing cold at, like, 4 p.m., and you just, like, want to die. But, like, 
I just felt a lot more like I could just live, laugh, love, introduce or like socialize. And then I would find the people that I was meant to find. And yeah. a lot of the people that I found, it didn't work out. But, oh no, honey. So but many friendship a lot generals. of people that I found, it did. And I'm still friends with them to this day. And I think it just depends on like where like medical school is going to be really fucking difficult to meet new people and like factor in a social life. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard with medical. I mean, I've seen Grey's Anatomy. I know it's hard. (laughs) Like I have a friend, we have a friend in medical school right now and I'm like, I don't know how you do it. Like you just have to be in a different mindset. And I think you don't judge yourself for like your lack of friends right now because that's your top priority should be like, be a doctor. Right. (laughs) Like you don't need friends to be a doctor. (laughs) you know okay let's do another one hi ryan and lara okay this story doesn't matter at all but i thought i would share it with you because i thought of you guys in the pod when it happened i don't know if this matters but to give some context i'm a 20 year old female in college peak babe age earlier today i was walking past a small cafe sign on the sidewalk like a chalkboard one that folds out and it was blocked from my view by a dumpster but as i was walking it revealed itself slowly so in other words i was walking lols love using too many words but actually not really (laughs) the first letters were pro and i was like maybe they're gonna be pro something probably to do with politics with a snarky twist or some shit like pro impeach trump but try our coffee i kept going and the next letters were bab And then I thought for sure it was going to be pro babes, like we're for the babes, which made me really excited because I thought of the pod and babes, babes and babes everywhere and was totally behind that. But then, of course, the next letters were Lee. And even after I saw them, I still took me about 15 steps past the sign to realize the word was probably and not probably. I'm a little concerned that it took me so long to figure that out. But that aside, I thought that probably might be a good word to have in the repertoire for many occasions. For instance, someone is being a total babe, but you're all for it. Then you're pro babely. Or you're confused if someone is being a babe, but you're pretty sure they are. Then probably. I like that. I like yeah. the pro. It's probably. Probably. Yeah, probably. It's probably. Probably babe. Babe? Yeah. I'm not sure if any of this makes sense, but keep in mind it's coming from a person who can't read. Lol. Slash, I know that's trying to make something, for example, a word or a dance move, a thing, pretty much dooms it from day one, but I just had to email you guys because I keep thinking about it for whatever reason. I love that. That's it. Love you guys and love the pod. I love that. We'll probably use... We'll probably use... I like probably. Fuck me. We'll probably use probably... We I can't say it. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Probably. For example, Ryan's obsession with Grub Street is probably babe. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh my I God. love that. Thank you for that. So we'll add it to the repertoire. That. Yeah. Okay. Dear Ryan and Lara. I met this guy from OKCupid. We're both in our early 30s. We go for drinks. We have pretty good chemistry. He brings up that he's observantly Jewish, and it seems to be a big part of his life, but whatever. Jews are sex positive and smart. So we get into some really heavy conversational stuff like our past heartbreaks and our depression and our high school poetry, blah, blah. And suddenly we're drunk and making out, and it's really good. Like, we just have some serious chemistry where I want to fuck him right there in the bar. We restrain ourselves and go back to his place and pick up where we left off. It's super hot, just incredibly sensual. His dick is kind of small, but I don't even care because our our pheromones are off the charts. I ask if he wants to have sex, and he says he wants to fool around for now and save that for down the road. Fair enough. We fool around, and I give him a blowjob, and this is wild. I spontaneously come from blowing him. What? Whoa. Wait, is this a girl or a boy? That's a 
girl, I think. At that point, he said something about having a magic dick. I don't know if he was kidding or if he actually believes this of himself. Anyway, I slept over and I had to go... (laughs) And he had to go work on his dissertation at school. Oh, yeah, he's a grad student. So he left at six in the morning after putting on a yarmulke and kindly (laughs) rushed me out of his apartment. But he is. But he gave me a granola bar. (laughs) Great. Consider it. Love that. I love just like a spontaneous orgasm. Followed by a granola bar. That's great. I went home and immediately stalked his OKC, which I've only briefly looked at before. I looked at all his questions and noticed that, holy shit balls, he's waiting until marriage to have sex. What? At first I was like, so oh, I can't. How does he know if his dick is magic? Because I guess women suck it and come. Mm, I don't know. At first, I was like, oh, I can't deal with that. Moving on. But as I contemplated it, I became obsessed with the idea of deflowering him. Since our chemistry was so insane, I want to be the cosmic tits and ass that causes him to renege on his vows to Jew Jesus or whatever. It's now become my number one priority, and I can't stop thinking about it. It makes me horny all the time. Oh, God, that's Problem hard. is, the motherfucker ghosted me since we hooked up last week. I texted him once, kind of low-key and coy, but he's definitely ignoring me. I can feel it. And now I'm pissed. How can I put my deflowering scheme into action if he's being a fuckboy? How did I get played by a fuckboy virgin in my 30s? I don't even understand. I don't think I can fuck anyone else until I resolve this, or at least I'll have to think about him. I'm ruined for life by good sex I didn't even have. I'm hardcore babing out. Help. Um, I think it's done. Yeah. I think that he's... No, he's not texting you. It's done. It's done. I would say that the positive part of all this is that you have a great masturbatory fantasy. Yeah. Like, I have, honestly, when I was younger, like, like I had, like, a great sexual experience with a guy, and we never hooked up again, but I, like, literally jerked off to him for, like, years afterwards. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I think that, honestly, like, just, just jerk off to it forever. Yeah, I think put him in your masturbation think tank. Yeah. And, like, refer back when yeah. you're in need. But also, it's like, why do you want something that you can't have? Oh, whatever. That's fun. I know, but that's like the question. That's like, it's like at first, I I think your first instinct when you kind of come across information sort of- like that is like, what? Ooh, no, that's not for me. And then you start thinking about it and you work yourself into a frenzy wanting this person that like is not the right it match. It is sort of amateur hour. I mean, it's kind of like with gay guys, like wanting to turn a straight guy gay now. It's mm-hmm. like, I literally have no interest in that. Ever. Yeah. That was a strictly like rookie fantasy. But it's like all the withholding just makes you want it more. And I'm the same way. Like if someone, if I was in this situation, yeah, if I was in this situation, I'd be like fucking flipping out. Yeah. And like, okay, I'll tell you this. What? I went on two dates recently. Oh, someone's coming out of the closet for the readers. Okay. Okay. Oh, never mind. Ryan. Go on. Proceed. Backing it up. I'm literally. (laughs) Literally, the the microphone just turns to dust. Yeah. Ryan turns into a pillar of salt. All my teeth just fall out. Um, Go ahead. No, I went. So I'm I'm dating again, NBD. But I went on two dates. <laughs> so I went on two dates, and I went it was, went out with this guy that like I had a nice time with him. The first date was kind of weird because we like met up for drinks, but neither of us drank, and we didn't eat, so we just talked for like two that hours. Would drive me insane because it was peak dinner time when you met. It up was with peak them. dinner time. I was so hungry. That's fucked up. I pre-gamed, I think, with like a spoonful of peanut butter because I was like, surely we'll like because I gave I opened it up for like, oh, if we meet and then we're hungry, we could just go eat. But then I also did not want to like put it on him.
him that like let's go to dinner and because also i had literally no money in my bank account and i couldn't afford to pay for food if we were to order it so i didn't want to put myself in a situation where i had to be like actually this is on you even though it should always be on the guy anyways i digress over here (laughs) love um so we went on this weird like non-food date and then we went on another food date and it went really well and we like made out afterwards and i thought like I was excited to see him again. Like we had planned a third date and like I was into it. He was short, which I was turned on by. It's a new thing for me being like turned on by short guys. I think that's hot. I think it's I hot. Shorty. Yeah. He mm. was like a sexy shorty. Yeah. And like, that's kind of my brand now. And I'm just accepting that. And so I was really excited for this third date. And then he rescheduled it once And then he fully just canceled the rescheduled third date. And I was like, oh, this is the end of the line. Like, he was like, I'm really sorry. I'm not going to be able to make it like hang out on Saturday night. And then I was like, okay, bummer. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just texted. I was like, I enjoy like I was really looking forward to seeing you. But say la vie, I guess. And then nothing. That was it? Yeah. Why does that happen? I feel like that's I don't every know. dating story you've ever heard. We had gr- a great two dates, and then the third is always the ghost. It's really odd. It was weird, and I'm like, okay, f- like, I literally was at home at the end of, like, a long Adderall-infused fu- writing session, and then I get this, like, go- <laughs> this like canceled Coming date down. text, and I was like, <laughs> and, like, I truly thought I was... I was about to babe out like I was fully just like do I just start texting him should I call him and like demand answers like I need to know what's happening and I was upset and then and then I was like well fuck it like I just want to get wasted tonight or I was like fuck I just want to get like so stoned I like fall over or like I want to eat like 4,000 calories and just like drown my sorrows in Postmates and then I took a step back and I like channeled all that energy into just like like barfing up my feelings in like a journal entry, which sounds really lame. Wait, really? Yeah, but you, like, it actually took to the journal? I took to the journal. That's great. And then it helped me feel a lot better and like more grounded in the Honey, situation. Good. I'm you know learning. I like writing down my feelings. Yeah, and it was actually like <laughs> and I always like whenever people said to journal, I was like, fuck you, like go suck a dick. But actually Okay, Kristen Doty. No, but actually journaling <laughs> is a helpful tool. It, uh, yeah, I can't believe that you're realizing this at like 30 blank years old. Well, honey, I'm a person that I don't like to be told what to do by anyone. Same. I have to find it. I have to come to things on my own terms, much to Sally. my much to my detriment. Yeah. But also, it's kind of a cool thing that I'm learning to love about myself. So what's the answer to this question? So the answer <laughs> to this question, to take it back, is do something to ground yourself. Like, it's over with this guy. Like, yeah. don't dwell on it and like move on and ground and do like a grounding exercise and then just start putting yourself back out and there jerk off to him constantly jerk off to him constantly know that it has nothing to really do with you it probably has way more to do with him and it's not your problem anymore Great. release move on i love that and also if the guy that i went out with is listening <laughs> let's go on a third date what the fuck is it because i'm tall i just like want to know i know it's weird i like actually do want answers so if you're listening i demand you to text me at least an answer 
I don't know. Part of me was like, did he listen to Babe? And then he decided. I want to talk about certain things, but then I find out that they listen to Babe. And I'm like, well, I'm like, so if I go on a date, do I say that I do this podcast? Not like I'm going to tell necessarily stories about them, but they're going to learn a lot about me that like is information that maybe should be revealed IRL. I'm okay with it. I gave John, when John and I first started dating, I was like, here's my memoir. (laughs) (laughs) It was true. Well, yeah. I mean, I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to hide, but I also am just like, I don't know. I'm like, well, I think men if, are just and also if a guy stuff, if a guy was to listen to this podcast yeah. and then decide he didn't want to date me, I'm like, fine, fuck off because I, 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 I don't want to date you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, anyways, I feel like we didn't give enough attention to what? the fact that she had an orgasm by sucking that guy's yeah, dick. I don't get that. That I get it. I don't understand. I've had a no touch orgasm. You have? Yeah, I listened when? to this like YouTube hypnotism video. And then I had an orgasm. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Serious. Wow. They just like hypnotize you into having an orgasm. That's fantastic. I was just bored one Wait, night. Wait, you should give the readers the info so they can come too. I'll tweet it. Okay. Yeah. It was weird, but I was down. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to know other readers if you've had a no-touch orgasm. What is, uh, tell us. <sighs> Our reader writes... I graduated from college in New York about a year ago, and I want to be a screenwriter, but really have no idea on how to stay motivated while taking miserable internships to be inside the biz where I'm either dusting picture frames or organizing closets of big shot producers. I'm at a point now where even writing something on a page is hard for me. I keep doubting and mentally torturing myself if I'll ever be able to make a living doing what I love or even worse if I'm a good writer. I listen to you guys frequently and many times I relate so hard when you guys talk about the insecurities you both felt in your 20s. Wanted to know if you have in any your advice. 20s. <laughs> Love and Just light. in your 20s? <laughs> I'm like, this morning. Anyways. Okay, so I understand coming from... Because this is the exact experience I had when I first moved to LA and like started out my journey in the biz, so to speak, was that I got an internship at a production company that I was like so excited about. And then the, my first day there, I realized I'd made a huge mistake. And I was like, I fucking hate this. I don't want to be in like a nine to five office job. Like what is a copy machine? Like, how does it work? I'm trolled. Right. Like, I guess I'll read these scripts and like give coverage, but like everyone here is a psycho and I wanted to cry and I wanted to quit. But I made myself keep going and I eventually got a job there and got fired from it. But that's besides the point. (laughs) I was very depleted for like the first two years that I lived out here. And I was just like, what am I like? Truly, what am I going to do with my life? Because I'm really bad at working in offices. Like I'm not built for this world yet. I'm in it. And like, I don't know how to like get (laughs) out of it. But you just have to like. You just have to like put your writing out there somehow. You just have to do it. I don't think that's the question. Wait, the question is, I think they're having confidence issues. Yeah. And about writing. They can't write. Honey, you got to write. You just have to write through it. I don't know what to say. Yeah. There's not. That's the ant. That's what I'm saying is you just have to do it. The fear of not being successful outweighed any fears that I had about my writing ability. That's really what it was. I, I, I said, okay, I will be, I will be more darked out by me not trying to do everything in order to become successful. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because then it's all my fault. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't say, like, oh, I tried, and then it didn't work out. No, I didn't try, and it didn't work out. It's quail surprise. But that that fear sometimes becomes very paralyzing. And I relate to that because I've been, as we all know, working on a pilot for five years, NBD, <laughs> and <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. One page at a time. But, like... <laughs> And I had experiences that really challenged my like sense of self and like 
sense of like what I brought to the table worth wise creatively. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the way I got through it was like, I mean, I got on antidepressants and that helped a lot, but then I also like just forced myself now to write. But also, okay. So imagine yourself doing, doing this internship forever and organizing closets like that's what you'll be doing if you don't write. Yeah. <laughs> like literally that's like going to be your future. Or you're going to get write like a job as an executive and like Ugh. you're going to hate your life. I I always say like write yourself out of I write myself out of problems. Yeah. Like I write myself a solution. And like, that's what that's Ryan what always told me to do when I was like having meltdowns and I never did it until now and yeah. I'm like now at a point where I am like I've identified like the two big things that I need to write in order to like level up, so to speak. And I'm working on them. And it's like, you just have to be patient with yourself and commit to just like Wait, what's finishing what you started a book proposal. And oh, you're doing that. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Awesome. So yeah, but don't fret. Everyone has this like moment of not feeling themselves and their ability. You just have to trust. <laughs> don't and fret, if you need, also- and it also like look back on past shit that you've written because it's probably good. Like, that was a big revelation for me. Like recently I was going through like trying to get a new idea or like inspired. And I went back through like all these old ideas that I'd started and abandoned was like reading through scripts that I'd written. And I was like, wait, this is actually funny. Like I'm funny and like talented. And I was like, you know what the fool, but babe, not it's, that's like what our reader is saying. Uh, not everyone, not everyone is just like me and can like sit down and write like a manifesto, a grub street. Some people are a little, it takes a little more self-love and self-care. I think working at Thought Catalog for so many years forced me to learn how to not be precious. I had to write three posts a day. Yeah. So I actually, I don't have writer's block. I just don't do it. I yeah. Think, like to me, there's no, like you just do it. You mm-hmm. just do it. It's easy. It's one, two, three. Just write it. So, yeah. Yeah. But you have to be your own no, Thought Catalog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Who's our babe of the week? Oh. I don't really have one. My babe of the week is Bella Hadid because on Into the Gloss, she had like a post on Into the Gloss and I thought it was going to be like cool beauty secrets and like skincare secrets. And she literally, her advice, she was like, my makeup artist gives me like the best advice. He said that whenever I apply mascara, I should always do it from root to tip. That's it? Yeah. And I was like, as opposed to fucking what? (laughs) Go to hell. (laughs) Go to hell. Go to hell. That's not what I came here well, for. Wait, are we are we going to do the Lindsay Lohan lawyer thing? I don't know. Oh, so I guess that's my babe of the week. It's Lindsay Lohan. Boring. I know. That's it's already on Instagram. You're warrior. really phoning it in. I know. You're right. This is a phone it in. But it, she looks very odd. Her face is in a weird place. When has it not she, been I in know, a weird place? What is she doing? She looks. She looks old. I think she doesn't drink She's enough water. Age. Yeah. She hates water. She talked about that in, in the gloss. She's a water hater, which I loved. I loved that profile that she did. Yeah, so, all right, is that it? I think that's it. Okay, merch updates is that we have a design. Yeah. We're waiting on next steps. We're going to release the merch. Stay tuned. If you're a reader, please subscribe to this podcast. Rate it five stars. Leave us a glowing review. Yeah. Um, I'm troll, them every day. Please troll Ryan about his Grub Street. I need I need allies. In the, and follow us on Instagram at Babe Podcast. And check out babepodcast.com. Or for don't stuff. live your life. We don't care. Yeah. All right. Love you All guys. Right. Love you. Bye. Bye.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.